everybody. Welcome back. Womenology. Sarah, how are you? I'm so amped for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I've been anticipating and dreading it. Uh (laughs) But uh, we will get to the main attraction, if you will, in a second. You, um, how has your week been? It's flown by. Yeah. So can't complain about that. Yeah. Yeah. How's yours? Uh, how is mine? I have, whew, let me tell you something, uh, trying to promote and maintain and build three brands at once mm. <laughs> is not easy. Yeah. And it is really exhausting and very time consuming. And, uh, you know, I love being busy. Like the more I have in my schedule, the more I do, the more productive I become. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm trying to, I'm trying to add in, you know, you and I spoke about doing NaNoWriMo in, uh, in November. Yeah. Are you still in? Yes, I'm still in. Okay. And, but I want to have my, uh, the, the, uh, synopsis and the scene structure before then, because you can't just write without a scene structure. Right. Oh, well. And, well. <laughs> well, I mean, you can. <laughs> sure. You can. But I have this interesting concept of... Um, about no, don't, a, don't, don't tell me. Don't tell you? No? No, no, no. Oh, boo. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm going to the psychological drama type. I'm not, nothing comedy, more like psychological. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So I'm excited. I am too. But one thing about depression, I mean, there's a lot about depression that sucks, but my thinking is so disorganized and it's very, very hard for me to focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. So I really have to, I find myself having to make a concerted effort to say, okay, turn everything else off and you have to focus on this. And, you know, my... My brain has just been, it's taken a beating <laughs> and it, it sucks to realize now that I finished that course to realize the, the, the damage that I have, my brain has incurred. Yeah. It's kind of, it's depressing. It's really, I get very upset sometimes when I'm reading because I realize, oh my God, that's me. Oh my God. That's why I have no short term memory. Oh my God. That's why, you know, I can go from zero to 60 like that. So Anywho, yeah. I want to try and come up with the uh, the schedule, the um, scene schedule. But this week, Sarah, what a do you know? Oh, this week has been a <laughs> fucking nightmare. I mean, don't get me wrong, snarking about people on the internet is my cardio. Sure, but well, we're going to talk about this. But it's just gone in such an ugly, awful direction. But before we get to that, do you know who the actor Finn Wittrock is? Is that the kid from Stranger Things? No. Then no. <laughs> Did you now you watch American Horror Story, right? Yeah. Did you see Freak Show? Yes. He played Dandy. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. So he I played know that. Da- So he played Dandy. He was in uh, Assassination of Johnny Versace. And for whatever reason, I had the <laughs> most erotic dream about him a couple of nights ago. And I had sense. had Makes sense. I mean, he's a cute guy. Yeah. But I, and and I think this all started because there's a guy that lives in my building on my floor and where he loves my dog. And every time we see each other, he stops and he talks to the dog and we always talk and blah, blah, blah. Lives with his girlfriend. So he's not flirting with me. Okay. And 
I could always, I'm always like, what, who does he remind me of? And then I realized he reminds me of Darren Chris, mm-hmm. who I think is incredibly sexy. Mm-hmm. And so, like little by little, I find myself getting like horny again, which I haven't felt in a really, really, really long time. Um, even when I was having sex with Don, like I loved having sex with Don, but because I cared about him, I, I just liked being that close to him, but it was, but, and we're, this is sort of going to veer into the next topic, but with Don, I could never do the filthy things <laughs> okay, that I like doing. And I know I do, I have that, I have that sort of block where I can do really slutty things with guys I don't care about. <laughs> But I think I everybody do. has that block. Really? Yeah. Well, everybody who... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to make some qualifications, but I don't think I need to, actually. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I, I mean, I I'm, I'm, can only speak for women having sex with men. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if that's your deal... Yeah, you've probably got that block. Really? I think so. Because, I mean, maybe it's different for, um, for women, women who are just now coming of age. But, mm-hmm. I mean, slut shaming was such a real thing. The Madonna whore complex is such an enduring thing mm-hmm. <laughs> still. So more power to you if you um, don't have that block. But mm-hmm. if you're... Yeah, if if you're over 20, I probably don't believe you. <laughs> um yeah, like I said, maybe maybe it's starting to fall away for for younger ladies, but yeah. Maybe, I don't know. See, something I like, <laughs> I probably shouldn't Oh, I'll go into this anyway. So, I like a good facial now and then, every now and then. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm talking about, right? Not the I do. <laughs> you sound so clinical. Fun. <laughs> so uh, I enjoy that because it's dirty and it's slutty and there's just something very, I don't know, there's something very liberating about that for me. I don't know. I don't know what the psychology is behind it, but I like it. Best, best not to delve into the psychology of, of anything sexual, probably. Oh, true. Okay, because I'm feeling a little, feeling a little ashamed here. Got to admit. I'm not, oh little... no, I'm trying to shame you. I'm, I'm just saying, like any, any digging around you do in terms of the psychology of like, oh, why do I like this or that? You're probably not going to like what you find, right? Right. Yeah. It, it, it stems <laughs> from something. It, it all stems from something. Sure. And so, I remember. <laughs> I remember. Uh, I was talking to Don one night. And we were having sex and I said to, well, whatever I said, I basically said, come on my face and hold on. Wait a minute. Nailed it. And, <laughs> and uh, like, it, um, it kind of came out like, like I couldn't get it out. And he, in the middle, he's like, what, what did you like? Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> I just, there is that sense of, and I do, what, what I do worry about is, am I being, am I being judged by him or by a man? Well, you know, oh. will I think, God, hmm. and that, and that never used to bother me. 
Hmm. You know, is that, uh, what, what does that mean? Does she watch a lot of porn? Has she had sex with a lot of guys? And, and I shouldn't say, it, I wouldn't say it bothers me. It's, it, uh, I just feel like people read too much into it besides, oh, she likes that. Well, I, I don't know if they do or not. I think it would depend on, on the thing. I mean, I don't think your thing is that weird. There, there are things excuse you could me. have mentioned oh, that I would have me. been I'm like, sorry, nipple clamps, what? <laughs> well, yeah, right? <laughs> like, that's that's a little weirder. <laughs> it's a spectrum. <laughs> There's a spectrum. Spectrum of weirdness, obviously. Yeah. Um, but there, yeah, there definitely are things that I think people would be like, oh, oh whoa. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not one of them, I don't think. Yeah. Okay. Well, I see. I do because I can. I think I remember bringing up bringing it up in the column once, and I had a woman who was just that's you know who was who had I, I think she had been a sex worker, and she was she really laid into me about it, saying you know that's like that's so degrading and and I just thought wow okay. Well, I mean, it is if you feel like it is right, but if if you don't think it is then yeah let's let's put it this way if a guy ever said can i come in your face i'd say no i have to be the one to say what interesting yeah (laughs) no i have to be the one to suggest it you cannot suggest it i'm not going to let you do it because it turns you on because there is something degrading about it and so it's not okay for you to want to degrade me but it is okay for me to want to be degraded if that makes sense yeah it does. It does to me. Yeah. So fun fact of the day. I like a good hot load in the face sometimes. <laughs> but only on your terms. Right. <laughs> which is fine. Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. Um, which is really the... Uh, so speaking of desire, mm-hmm. you sent a great article from BuzzFeed News about yeah. the book. And, and I can't remember. I think we quickly spoke about this book called Three Women. And I think it got well. I think it's on the cutting room floor. <laughs> I think it's on one of those. Yes. Yeah. And it's by Lisa Tadeo. Mm-hmm. And the article is in BuzzFeed News. And this article is written by Shannon Keating, senior mm-hmm. culture writer and editor. And I'm going to turn this over to you because you've read the book. I just read the article. Yeah. You really should read the book. I, I am going to read the book. Yeah. Um. Well, so basically, the title of this is, Are Straight Women Okay? No. (laughs) Well, spoiler alert, yeah. Spoiler alert, no. (laughs) It turns out they're not. We'll get to that. (laughs) Um, And uh, the the writer here, Shannon, talks about the book Three Women. It was very buzzy. Uh, I I think it came out last month or the month before. And the tagline was that the um, that it was nonfiction, first of all, and that it was a um, sort of a an inquiry into women's desire, which mm-hmm. is a subject that doesn't really get a lot of attention. <laughs> um, I, at least, not that I know of. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a whole subgenre, um, but I I am not aware of it. So this. This woman, Lisa Tadeo, took a kind of a journalistic approach um, in writing this book. She she sought out to interview 
as many women as she could get, narrowed it down to three eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the critiques of the book has been that all three of the women are white and two out of three of the women are um, maybe not well-to-do, but certainly secure economically. They're comfortable, right? And, and they're mostly straight. I think one of them dabbles. They're all straight. They're, well, she, the, the author refers to, I mean, she says, you know, they're mostly straight. Um, I think they all identify as straight, but there there is some um, activity that is not straight, I guess. <laughs> yeah, this is what it says. Um, the result is a portrait of three women, all white, all mostly, in parentheses, straight, all yeah. under the age of 50. Right. Who have found themselves pulled into men's orbits only to be, at best, disappointed and disillusioned. At worst, they've nearly been annihilated. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. the, that's the summary of the book, <laughs> in a nutshell. Um, and yeah, all so all all three of them. Um, I'll try not to give any spoilers, but yeah, it is it, all through. All three of them are having um, relationships with men. There is one woman um, who's married, who is having threesomes, and mm-hmm. sometimes Sloan. it's with. Yeah, sometimes it's with two men. Sometimes it's with um, her husband yeah. and another woman. So. Mm-hmm. But that's the only non-straight. Um, yeah, sexy and at this guy. point, is that even like how is it? I don't know. I, I I don't know. I just feel like threesomes are so straight. <laughs> I don't know. They're oh. they're, they're tired. <laughs> well, they're, they're you know like oh not whatever. Let's not delve. Let's not go too much further. I just feel like it's it's not as kinky as it people or make it out to sound. Well, in the case of um, this book, it, it's definitely not because it initially the the woman having the threesomes seems into it, and over time, um, it sort of transforms into this thing that she's doing for her husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, and it it gets. It gets real depressing. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Um, there's also a storyline about um, a 17-year-old who begins a relationship with her high school English teacher, um, which is very easily Googleable. <laughs> um, so as a fun sort of epilogue activity, you can, when you finish the book, Kristen, you can, you can uh, go down the Google rabbit hole with me. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Um, because that was like that was the one case I think where names were not changed, and I guess names weren't changed because they're all on record anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but that uh, girl slash woman, because she starts at seventeen, but it follows her for a couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. She's predictably treated just horrifically <laughs> in her uh, in her town, her small town. So now, are you talking about the one that that um, I think she files sexual assault charges. Yes, is that that's right? Yeah, and, uh, and the the car full of women passed by her and said, "You're so fucking ugly. Who would want to have sex with you?" That's the same one. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that storyline tends to, uh, not tends to, but that storyline ends up being about how women turn against women. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sloan storyline, that's the woman having threesomes, also ends up being about how women turn on women. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third story 
um, which is about a woman who separates because from her husband because her husband won't kiss her. And obviously for her that <laughs> that is leading to a problematic sex life because that's all she wants is for her husband to kiss her. But he won't do it. And apparently their marriage counselor says that uh, that's okay. <laughs> that it's normal for him not to want to kiss his wife. Which I wish man. you could I wish you could see my face right now. Is because... the counselor a man? I have to ask. Is it right? It's right. a man, right? It's counselor's a man. Um, no, I think it. I think it said the counselor was a woman. I oh, think. For fuck's sake. Um, this is where the counselor should step in and like. Remember how I said there's always a time when a counselor needs to kind of step in and be challenging. This is it, and they should say to her, "Fucking leave." No, no. I know what they should say to her, Sarah. What should say they say oh. to her? <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy if he's not going to kiss you. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, at the very least, I feel like a good counselor would suggest a, a compromise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. I don't think it's normal to not like kissing your wife. I, you know, I, know. I don't I don't want to say like I don't want to use the word normal because it, it very well could is he a germaphobe? What, what is it? Because there could be something behind that. There has to be something behind it. Right? Um f- fair kind of. But as a person who washes their hands probably more than I ought to. Once you're sharing bodily fluids, you're sharing bodily fluids. You gotta, you gotta be consistent on that. So, um, well, and actually, he is. So he doesn't, he doesn't kiss her, and they don't, they're not having sex. I think when the book opens, I think it's like three, three months of no sex. Yikes! So, so he is being consistent. I can't, I can't ding him on that. Yeah, and and this is, I think, a situation where a woman feels like. Well, I can't leave because of sex. I mean, that's just not something women should do. I'm well, not and they don't want to be fulfilled. Well, yeah, they they have a kid also, so that's another um, yeah. kind of anchor, right? right? That definitely is an anchor, but I don't think anybody should forego sexual pleasure. No, I mean, if you have a partner who's not even willing to try, mm-hmm. that's that's uh, that's not okay. No, it's, it's it's not good. Um, so again, I some kind of compromise. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that would be, but I'm not a marriage counselor, so does he at least eat her out? I don't. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's, I was <laughs> sorry when I was re, I was redoing my uh, Hinge profile because I'm horny and I want to get laid, and <laughs> I was really tempted to say, "Looking for someone who can eat my pussy like a champ." <laughs> Well, that would work, right? That would you, work, right? That would just talk a couple in. weeks ago about the woman who, in her profile, she just wrote, "I really like sex." Yeah, <laughs> she had like three dates every night. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Forget for all those who might find the the terms I'm using graphic. I'm very sorry. I'm very what did what did Rachel say when she was pregnant? I'm very sexually charged, erotically mm. charged. I'm very erotically charged this week. Well, I mean, I don't, what other, I don't know, what other terms could we be using? They're all me- kind of medical, right? Yeah. <laughs> I hope he performs good cunnilingus. 
that's not it's not hot. That's not better. It's <laughs> not better for anyone. It's not better for anybody. <laughs> Especially not the woman being performed, having the cunnilingus performed on. Yeah. I don't know what's the right grammar. I'm too horny to think. Um <laughs> I mean if you were using the word cunnilingus, I think the right word is at. She's been cunnilingist at. Really? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. Well, we'll check up the Funkin' Wagnalls in a little bit. <laughs> uh, who doesn't like a Anywho. good? Who doesn't like a good English grammar joke, right? With the Funkin' yeah. Wagnalls. Um, so, so anywho, our anyway. straight woman, okay, also references Big Little Lies. Um, right, right, right. Cultural benchmark for um, straight women's collective suffering. Yeah. I remember because I remember the scene, the season where where what's her face Nicole Kidman is masturbating uh-huh. to the thought of sex with her abusive and now dead ex husband. And I yeah. remember watching Twitter and just of course everyone being like, "Oh, girl, what are you doing?" And that judgment. I thought that made a lot of sense because now that he's dead, she I could mean, really enjoy it in a way. Yeah, she, yeah, she right? wasn't submitting in a way that wasn't. Um, wasn't consensual right and i mean i thought yeah what what made it sad is like oh well here's here's a woman mourning her husband not that like oh oh, they're codependent right (laughs) it's it's not that it's not that (laughs) yeah um this also this piece also references cat person i did see that i did see that short story from Kristen rupinian who i guess we're gonna continue shouting out (laughs) (laughs) Why do you say that? Oh, this is like the third week in a row we've we, talked we, about we've cat person, right? Yeah, that's that's yeah. the that's the shelf life. This story that's that's a story with legs, as yeah. they say. Uh, oh, and and interestingly enough, um, the story also references Taffy Brodesser Ackner. Yes, uh, who, I saw that too. Yeah, who just released her first novel, yeah. which I haven't read, but I I did hear her on um, the Cuts podcast. I think mm-hmm. she read the first chapter. And I would read it. I'm intrigued. I like so. her a lot. I've mentioned that. Yeah. She, she's written some really breathtaking celebrity profiles, really. Just stellar. Just She can deliver. Man, oh, man, can she deliver shade in a way. It's just, just <laughs> glorious the way she can deliver it. Yeah. Um, so in this, so basically in this, in this roundup, are straight women okay? It also circles back to girls. The show Girls, um, yeah. where I think across the board, the sex there was um, pretty appalling. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the episode of Lena Dunham having sex with Patrick Wilson? Uh-huh. The, you know, the, the newly divorced guy and the- uh-huh. Yeah, with the nice apartment. Yeah. The, and the outrage that sparked because everyone was saying, he would never have sex with her. And I'm sure I was one of those people. I know I was one of those people. Oh, do you think so? Please trust me. Yes. Or at least what I said was uh, men, uh, men lower their standards based, based on their options. And I stand by that. Well, I think that's true, but I think that's why they would have had sex. Right. And he was, he was just out of a sexless marriage or at least a bad marriage and just wanted to get laid. And he fucked the first girl who showed attention to him. And unfortunately, you know, they were coming at that situation from two different ways. Uh-huh. And I can't remember, did she want to see him again? 
Oh, I remember this episode vividly. Um, this thing falls spectacularly apart because they have sex and she lingers too long oh. and starts starts asking really personal questions and then eventually um i think she breaks down crying and apologizes because she says you know i'm sorry i just i just wanted to be in your life and look at your life um look at you know look at look at the trappings and look at your life i just wanted wanted access to that mm-hmm. which i really like that scene because i i get it mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that's i think that's a relatable feeling yes. um and i think it's relatable to meet someone project expectations onto them and sort of take that out on them <laughs> um even though that's that's all you yeah, I, I can remember when that came out. I think it was Emily, what's her face from Exo Jane McCombs? Is that her last name? And she wrote, yeah, an, I think so. she wrote an article bragging about all the hot guys she banged, like all the That's hot not guys. Really, she, what that scene is about? It's really not about that. <laughs> you know, it was I can bang. You know, I could bang plenty of hot guys, and mm-hmm. you know, she had people in the comments, mostly me, saying, but who they have sex with and who they have a relationship with are often two different things. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm not sure what you're bragging about because basically like they would have, they fucked you because you were there. Like, sure. and, and then there were women who were saying, well, that's impossible because then they couldn't get hard if they weren't attracted to her. I'm like, oh, you don't know how this works, do you? <laughs> that's um, surprising to me because I feel like women are also guilty of that. We, well, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I am. <laughs> you're guilty of having Definitely. sex with guys you're not attracted to? Um, I mean, I could at minimal have the sex right <laughs> but like i Oof. definitely have had sex with people knowing like this is not a thing it's not gonna be a thing well that's different like this is not gonna be uh, that doesn't that doesn't is the word preclude that i'm looking for attraction that doesn't mean that they weren't attracted to you you know there's this concept that i think a lot of people have a very hard time with which is believe it or not people can have sex with people they're not attracted to. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> well, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, and I think part of the reason, like part of my, the downturn of my, in my sex drive started when I hooked up with a guy from Tinder mm-hmm. and I knew right away, as soon as he started in with the, oh, you can, blah, 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 you have lovely curves, whatever. I was like, oh, okay. Now we're just gonna try. Now we're just gonna. Here we go. Here we go. Just gonna change switch gears. And so basically, I just invited him over and uh-huh. showed up. And when I saw him, I'm like, wait a minute. He looked nothing like his pictures. And now here I was in this situation of like, whatever. He's here. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know. Right? And I felt t- I felt really bad about that because he was like so. I- don't think you should. <laughs> well, well I here's what I really feel bad about. He was like, so, uh, you know, he was French and he was like, oh, so, we're, you know, we're going to see each other again. And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. And like the, the, my, the click on my, the lock on my door, I didn't hear the click on the lock on my door after he left before I had unmatched him. Because <laughs> I'd, I'd never given him my phone number. And hmm. that I felt bad about too, because wow, if I was a woman and, and that happened to me, and that has happened to me. Yeah, that's really devastating. Maybe not so much for a guy. I I don't know if it is or not. I think it probably depends on the guy. But I think the the truth of the matter is, 
this shit happens. <laughs> yeah, true. And yeah, male male or female, you're going to face disappointments. You're going to have sex with people that you never see after the sex occurs and I think that I think that just happens. Yeah. So I don't think you need to feel bad about it. I'm working through it. So <laughs> would you so you recommend this book? I do. Even though it's um it's depressing. <laughs> it does center around um, women who are living their lives for men, basically. Um, but I, I'm recommending it because I, I think that that is accurate. Well, there's another side. There's another theme to this story, and this will help us transition to the next shit show we're about to talk about. Uh, and that yeah. is uh, how devastating women can be to other women. I think that's accurate too. (laughs) (laughs) And if we haven't seen that this week, boy, oh boy. Yes. I I tend to agree. And there's an interesting, the article opens with the author telling a story about her mother. Her mother was dying and the mother said to the author, don't let them see you happy. And Mm -hmm. she said, who? And the mother said, everybody, men, women. And I, I can remember a couple of months ago, I was watching Real Housewives. So this is all, I'm sure people will love this. And <laughs> it was, they were, Luann, and everyone knows who Luann is. Maybe you don't, but the people who watch Real Housewives does. She, she had, used to be a countess, right? Right. And then the husband left her and then she got married and divorced within a year because the guy was cheating on her and everyone had tried to tell her not to marry him, blah, blah, blah. Well, she got this okay. cabaret show. Now she can't sing worth a damn. And she's well mm-hmm. aware of that. I think. And so she's touring the country and and selling out these uh, cabaret clubs. And week after week after week after week, the other women were just like, oh, she's insufferable. Oh, she's awful. And my my opinion was, you are all just miserable and you cannot stand seeing her have something that gives her a purpose because none of you have it. You know, these are all women who, they don't have men in their lives. And the one that does have a man in life, she's like, eh, could care less about him or couldn't care less about him. And this Luann has this, this passion in her life for something and these other women don't. And so that was- Well, did she, I mean, was that actually her passion or was it just- She was thrilled about it. Yes. Like the the idea of, you know, singing and being a cabaret, you know, she loved it. It made her happy after like years of misery- you know, because she's she was going through you know recovery for from her alcoholism and you know her husband cheats on her and she finds this thing that makes her happy, and then mm-hmm. all these other women just couldn't handle it, which was that was how my take on it. But um, and I have to stop sucking my teeth because every time I'm listening back, I can hear that and it annoys the shit out of me. Well, we both do it every now and then, but I'm I'm also trying to cut back. So <laughs> so the the next story. I feel my whole body just tensing up. Uh-huh. Is the, uh, <laughs> the cut article written mm-hmm. by Carolyn Calloway's ex-friend. And, I'm, you know, her name's Natalie Beach. Whatever. I really don't want to go too in detail about just how fucking awful everybody involved with this is. Uh, I don't think you need to. I'm sure everyone's read it. Yeah. It's just a, a story of a parasitic, toxic friendship 
where the author takes literally no no responsibility for her her participation in the parasitic nature of the friendship. I do appreciate the timeliness of it um, because the 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 nature of the parasitic relationship is pretty pretty special. Twenty first century problem. Well, the, this whole the 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 story was the minute, and as soon as I read it, I said, "This is uh, this is talented, Mr. Ripley." <laughs> this is Gossip Girl. This it's is a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, you, Beck, and and uh, the the friend Peaches. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's it's the rich girl and the poor girl, and the pretty girl and the average girl, and it's that's why. Well, I think this is beautifully written. It's just one long verbose cliche. It is a cliche. Yeah. The thing about cliches, though, is they obviously come from somewhere. And I think everybody can relate to this piece, to su- probably from both sides. I think in some friendships, you're the Natalie and some you're the Caroline. <laughs> it just depends on the friendship, you know. And we have talked before about, like, women being competitive and how that can turn <laughs> into something negative but yeah. when it goes right it goes really right and you could you know you could stay friends with that person for a long time and bring out the best in each other but when it goes wrong you're crying and leggings in amsterdam oh and that's another one <laughs> this whole oh, i told myself i was not gonna i told myself i wasn't gonna do this but i'm gonna do it about that aspect of the story bitch you're in fucking amsterdam you're an adult you are responsible for yourself and the way I can't think of better a better city to be locked outside in. Well, I, would, I don't want to see a woman locked outside at night, anywhere, anytime. But let's be clear: the way many sites are framing that is Carolyn locked her out, and that's not what happened. No, that's not how I read it. No, <laughs> but that and that's just it. If you read it and you were objective, you saw what the story was. But the problem, the real problem that nobody's talking about is the the obsession, the harassment, the stalking, the abuse of Carolyn Calloway done by, wait for it, women writers. Okay. And nobody's talking about this, and this is my theory, because all of these sites know somebody who... Well, who is that woman who writer? Is that woman writer. Um, yeah, probably that makes sense and, as, a, as a theory. Mm-hmm. And you know, the minute you say anything on Twitter that even resembles support of Carolyn Calloway, your mentions are flooded with. I don't think you understand, bitch. Don't fucking tell me what I understand or don't understand. I'm twice your age, so <laughs> tells me I understand it just fine. I just don't hate this girl. I've also yeah. been through actual struggle and can look at this and say, please, can that be my life right now? <laughs> yeah. You know, can I be the Natalie right now? Can I be the Natalie right now? <laughs> and what really I think bothers her more ardent, uh, let's haters. And I'm, uh, that word disgusts me. <laughs> Because it doesn't, it's not. It doesn't fit here. It's it's just gone so 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 far beyond haters. But 
what I think really gets them is these young women, these young white women, for the most part, are pissed that they have to pay their own bills. Oh, that's definitely the the heart of this conflict. (laughs) As though, oh my God, wait, are you you saying you have to pay your own? Are you okay? I didn't realize. (laughs) Do you need me to call somebody for you? Yeah, of course you have to pay your own bills. That's what being an adult is. Yeah, but the the culture of the influencer really, um, I think, people forgot that. (laughs) People forgot that that was what we were supposed to do. And as soon as it seemed possible for some people to make a living off of their personality or their appearance or I don't don't even know what you want to call it, um, their content. There we go. Um, As soon as it seemed possible for a couple people to do that, everybody thought they could do that. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what's frustrating to me about this story is that I I just read however many... (laughs) (laughs) thousands of words about two people trying to spin gold out of pure bullshit (laughs) and one of them actually being somewhat successful at it right but it's not the one who is talented (laughs) and i get that that's why people are frustrated but here's the thing i totally get it but here's the thing you say well she's not talented i don't i consider that a talent she can st- she can spin bullshit into gold. To me, that's a talent. But because it's not tangible, because it's not something people and, and this is something that women deal with all the time. You know, when people make fun of the Kardashians, oh my god, and they don't do, uh, they work tirelessly, but nobody wants oh, to yeah. give them credit. <laughs> like, what? Didn't people just throw billions of dollars at them for no reason? They built that brand. They work. Yeah. And people I mean, they had money it. to begin with, which obviously helps. And so did Caroline, right? That that obviously helps. That obviously puts you in a better position to um, execute this this kind of mm-hmm. career <laughs> um, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is frustrating to people too, right? Because, and I get it, like the, you know, the class stratification is real. Mm-hmm. Um, and not everybody can go to Cambridge for a semester, you know, not everybody, um, can even go to NYU. Right. Even though that was a problem. Right. And that was the other thing too. Natalie, why are you trying to make it sound like you're what's Dan's friend from Gossip Girl who, you know, couldn't afford to, why are you trying to make yourself sound like Andrea Zuckerman? Who couldn't, yeah. you know what I mean? Who couldn't, <laughs> had to, yeah. be, had to be like lie about her address so she could go to Beverly Hills. You know, why are yeah, you? Yeah, I thought that was weird too. I was like, you're, you're both at NYU. You're so both you're privileged. Both doing all right. <laughs> but, both doing all right. But so are all the people who are obsessed with her. And by obsessed, I mean, you know, in the lead up to this article coming out, it was days and days and days of this, like, con- th- th- this coven of. It's like a countdown. <laughs> no, it was, um, what I'm going to say is there was like this group of women, and they're all young women. Just, oh my God, she's spiraling out. Have you guys seen this? And if you don't look at Carolyn Calloway and see somebody unwell, you're a shitty person. She, are you, are you going to tell me you're a shitty person? Well, are you, did you think that before? I've always thought that. I've always thought that. Okay. And here's the thing. I see me. 
and this is why I get so, I think I, I become so invested in this story. I see a girl and, and for the record, she just found out today that her father died. Yeah. Her father died very suddenly. And I also want to, mm, well, she's wrote, written publicly about this, but her father suffered from depression. So okay. uh, that said, what I saw was someone who was not prepared for adult life. Oh, yeah. Who yeah, definitely. I see arrested development. I see somebody who, you know, thankfully, well, my father did not instill money management with me to the to this day. Like, yes, my father helped me out quite a bit. I was very privileged. He, he by no means supported me. I really feel very defensive about that. He by no means supported me, but he helped. Is that me. something that people accuse you of? Yes. The, in, okay. in the past, it was, and I think once people became more transparent, they're like, "Oh, she really does work very hard," which I do. So, uh, what was I saying? So, you know, my father did help me out, but I, I need people to understand that my father helped me out because of guilt, because he didn't protect me, because he didn't stand up to my abuser, because he saw. And I'll never forget when he did find out about the sexual abuse. He said, I told him when I was like nine, like 10 years old and he sort of waved me away like he didn't believe me. So my older sister told him, and I was probably about 26 at the time, and he said he didn't know, which has always just sort of haunted me. But what he said after has haunted me more, which was no wonder why she seems so unsettled. And... Hmm. That's what I'm talking about because of the earmark. One of the earmarks of trauma really is, is financial mismanagement. It's disordered thinking. It's you look at, you look at her and what I see is somebody who just, the parents just weren't there. And mm, I don't, yeah, I, I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to accuse them of anything. <laughs> well, the reason why I say that is because she never talks about them. Where are they? Okay. Where are her, like, where is her support system when she's going through all this? Where is her family? I don't know. I mean, and, and this is, and so that's what I'm saying. Now, from my experience, my family wouldn't know shit that was going on in my life because they don't pay attention because they're yeah. also consumed with their own stuff. So I could be lying in a ditch somewhere. My family wouldn't know, you know, to this day, my sisters still haven't read anything I've written. Really? Nothing, nothing at all? Nothing. Wow. Yeah. So when I look at her, I see somebody who was just failed, who wasn't prepared for real life, who's, who is unwell. You know, there's a lot of, t I'm not even going to go to the mental illness place because it's not my place. All I, all I feel comfortable saying is that she's, she seems unwell, especially over these last few days where she's sort of, she's posted, I don't know, dozens and dozens of old posts to combat this story. Mm -hmm. um, what I see is somebody who is just, she cannot get out of her own way. And I don't see that's definitely true. <laughs> I don't see a scammer. I don't see a thief. I don't see a con artist. I see somebody who is very disorganized and who, you know, doesn't plan well. And, you know, when, but underneath it, I, I do think there's a fairly decent person. I think she's passive aggressive. I think she's a lot of things. I agree with a lot of the negative that is said about her. But if you can't look at her and see that there's a much bigger picture here, 
you know, and to see some of the tweets going around, even after the, the news that her, of her father dying, you know, all the people who were shitting all over her for days and days and days and days. Now they're on Twitter. Oh, I feel so bad. I hope she has somebody with her. No, you don't. You don't give a shit about her or her father. Well, and you so, actively wish her ill. <laughs> Let's be real. And you actively wish. Only reason why you're showing compassion now is because this is sobering news. And you know what happens when people sober up? They no longer see the life of the party as the funny person. They see it as, oh, it's that sad mm -hmm. person. Oh, that's that desperate person who needs all kinds of attention. Yeah. So you're trying to you're trying to get ahead of the story. You're trying to this is all about you, and I, it just the whole it, it just disgusts me that no one has stepped up and, and defended this girl. She has nobody, and that bothers me. So I was I at your urging uh, spent a little time on Twitter this morning because you were saying you know look look what's happening, and I saw mm -hmm. a lot of people talking about the article talking about her in general, but I I really didn't see anything that I would have characterized as overtly malicious. Um, I, now, I was talking about in the, day, in the days leading up, it was just pretty okay, much Okay, so maybe I didn't go back far but enough. When, yeah, and that's okay. I, mean, I, you know, I think everybody likes sloppiness. Everybody likes drama. And mm -hmm. all the better if it's not yours and all the better if you can enjoy it, you know, with your conscience intact, because after all, this person chose to be a public figure. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I think that's not the best of humanity. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but I also um, have to admit, I, I was not considering her past, her family life. I mean, all, all I, all I know about her is, is whatever has been on the internet in the last, uh, since the, the first spectacular failure, the, what was it called? It was like a, it was, workshop, a, it was just a workshop, workshop that she yeah. planned. She had not crossed and my, really my radar on Instagram or anything like that before the, yeah. the oat milk, uh, scandal of, earlier this year <laughs> yeah uh, you know i don't i don't i'm not ex i guess i don't i'm not i don't want to say i'm excusing her i just i just see a much bigger picture there and i see a bunch of privileged white women really upset that they're not as privileged as another white woman <laughs> that's what i see yeah and you know once the article came out because I mean, people were gearing up. They were like, "Oh my god!" You know, once it dropped, somebody said, "Okay, everybody, assemble!" Because you know, she calling out on Twitter for all the Carolyn Calloway haters to assemble, so that they could all read it and comment on it on mm -hmm. Twitter. And well, you know, Twitter, you gotta you gotta be on it. You gotta be quick. Yeah, if you want those retweets. The story didn't go the way they thought it was going to go. No, because it really didn't, um, it didn't tell us anything we didn't know about Caroline, which is why initially I didn't even want to talk about this. Because <laughs> it, um, right. yeah, I mean, it It didn't tell us anything we didn't already know. She's, she's a little clueless. She's definitely a grifter. <laughs> she's definitely obsessed with herself. Uh, she definitely likes being talked about. 
and, and in any way, right? I think I, any attention is good. I said this on Instagram yesterday. She's Karen Walker. She definitely is Karen Walker. You know, or Anastasia Beaverhausen. <laughs> Except Karen Walker is endearing. But that's just the thing. When I, I told you, when I read that, that story, when Natalie ever said that she was, it was, there was some sort of topic of money, and Carolyn said, ooh, yeah. the price of gold dropped and my family's having some money problems. Or, <laughs> Look, man, yeah. you can't make – I know so many screenwriters, they couldn't have come up with that. That – a line Very- like that, you cannot <laughs> – you cannot go, well, okay, come on. You can't, you can't not like that. It was hilarious. And there <laughs> was something very in- – see, I wouldn't say I find her endearing – but a line like that made me go, okay, I, I can't totally hate her. <laughs> I just couldn't because it was just yeah. such a beautiful lie. <laughs> yeah. And so when like she's Karen Walker to me because, you know, she's got the fur coat and she's got the pills and I don't like to make fun of the pills, but I'm, you know, Karen Walker's got the pills and the booze and the, the, the insults with a plum. Oh, I only offered it to you because you're the only person I know that needs money. <gasps> yeah. wow (laughs) you it's just the the she blair waldorf she's blair waldorf she she is these characters yeah i i found her kind of likable kind of likable (laughs) yeah she was she was more likable after the Natalie Beach story, I think. Very much so. Because she had more dimensions. Because prior prior to Natalie's story, um, which obviously Caroline knows is is good for her, right? Because mm-hmm. again, any any publicity is good publicity. Um but yeah, prior to Natalie's story, I was like, oh, this is um kind of a boring person (laughs) this is is, uh this is a person who studied abroad one time and thinks that it makes them really unique and and has had a lot to say and it and it just it just didn't and it was it it was really another case of how women's media suck and how editors completely set a woman up to fail because anybody who was objective who read that could have said this does not make you look good so be prepared for that because somebody, a decent person would have said, woof, I don't, I don't know. Do you really want to write this? <laughs> and it, clearly nobody told her that. You're talking about Natalie. Yes. Well, I don't know if Natalie has an editor. At, at she might. Cut, she did. Now. Of course. She had to have had an editor at the cut. At the cut. Mm-hmm. So they probably cleaned it up a little bit, I would assume. Well, I read the, the interview with her in the Times today, and she said, I've been okay. writing on about this piece for six months. Right. She started wow. writing about this after Caroline really became part of the public discuss- like the public discourse. Like, bitch, don't okay. tell me you're not writing about, you're not f- continuing to feed off of the carcass of this dead friendship to try and further your own career. Because I don't believe you. Oh, yeah. That's definitely what this exactly. is. Exactly. <laughs> and that's how it reads, and that's how objective people read it, and so it, it didn't end up being the story that it was. And I really wish, I, I really think we need to start talking about just how vicious, how vicious um, women can be to other women. Because people are just cruel to this girl. It's, it's just, it, it's, I can't, I can't, it hurts my heart to, to watch it. 
and I don't care. And people will say, but you don't know that she, I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care about her flower crowns or oat milk. Stop it. You just don't like her. You're just jealous of her. Go do some deep thinking and get the fuck out of my mentions. Well, I want to be careful not to be reductive (laughs) and to say across the board that when women are terrible to each other, it always boils down to jealousy. Because I think that that is a common misconception. I don't think that's what you're saying. It is a common misconception, yeah. but not no, Well, I don't think that's what you're saying across the board. I think it, it does apply right. here, but I, I think it is too reductive to say that that is always why women dislike each other. Um, True. Okay. I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, and I feel like we've sort of beaten a dead horse and we're good yeah. with this topic. Yeah, Are sure. We good? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's get back to the sex stuff. <laughs> Let's get back to the sex stuff. Now we have a letter, and this letter's a doos. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait a minute. I have to find it. I have to find it. I have to find it. So it the I remember posting this, mm. and I remember the reaction. So I'm going to read it. Okay. This is from a woman named Lena, and it said, I am a straight woman who was fuck buddies with my hot younger male coworker, age 30. The sexual tension between us was out of control until we stayed late one night last week and screwed on the desk. Since that night, we've hooked up a few more times. Problem is, and there always is one, that he has a live-in girlfriend. I wouldn't really call that a problem. <laughs> I think it's a little bit more than a problem. <laughs> he kind of, a little bit more than a problem. Uh, he... He told me they are in an open relationship, so being with me isn't cheating. Gareth said that too, by the way. I want to throw that out. <laughs> that there. also happens As, in three women. <laughs> yes, exactly. I did. I read about that. As per their arrangement, he won't tell her about me, but if she finds out, he won't lie. Oh, he's, he's a good guy. Good for him. How do I know if he's telling me the truth or if he is saying these things just so I'll sleep with him? <laughs> She comes to work events with him, and I feel guilty because she is a sweet woman who obviously adores him. Also being co-workers adds another layer of issues, as we could get caught. We are peers, but I have been at the company longer. We are both well-liked and respected. Sex between us is amazing, and because we don't have much else in common, he shows up at work a lot with hangover, and I'm usually in bed by 10. Hmm. So I would never consider him romantically. I'd love to keep seeing him for sex but I'd feel bad if he helped, if I helped him hurt someone else, age 50. You go, you go first. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little Okay. Okay. Um, it's hard to know where to start with this one. Uh, <laughs> so I think um, that this is not a problem. Uh <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the position which I don't I don't know if you still agree with um, in your post cool girl phase, but I and be, to be fair I was, I, I was I left my cool girl phase like seven years ago so let's not make it like uh, like it was last okay. year. Um, so I don't know if you're gonna agree with this or not, but I feel like as long as the writer here is single, she's not. I don't want to say she's not doing anything wrong. But she is not responsible for keeping this guy faithful to his girlfriend. I 100% agree and with you. And so if she wants to keep having sex with him, uh, even though it's a bad idea, <laughs> she can. 
Um, I yeah. I don't really believe her when she says she feels guilty um, because she's already done it. Right? If you if you felt that guilty, right. it wouldn't have happened. You wouldn't have in done the first it. place, right. right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. So I think yeah. you know just just own this, <laughs> own it for what it is. Don't don't do the whole. Um, oh, I feel guilty. I want to make sure he's uh, telling me the truth about his girlfriend. You don't. It doesn't matter. You're getting what you need out of it. So just, yeah, just just keep your feelings out of it. And when the girlfriend comes to the Christmas party, smile at her and don't get too drunk. No. That's it. Get away from her. Like, don't even smile at her. Don't. Then you're just a phony. Like, I just, I would just stay away from her completely. But, well, I, I absolutely agree. She is not responsible for the girlfriend's feelings. Uh, hey, um, I don't even know how I'm going to say this. I feel like the fact that he takes her around, takes the girlfriend to work events, knowing that he cheated on her with a coworker. Let's talk about just what a steaming pile of shit he is. Yeah, well, and I guess that's my point is that the steaming pile of shit is him, <laughs> not her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not the right. letter writer. And, right. And so, you know, it's one thing to, I, I totally get, I totally get the crazy hot sex. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not crazy about the fact that they work together because you know as well as I do, once that gets out, she's the one who's going to get shit canned, not him. Yeah, it's not and a great idea. So, <laughs> it's not a great idea. But um, I, I just think it makes him, that makes him evil to me. Like, look, you want to be a douchebag and you want to cheat on your girlfriend. I mean, okay. But you bringing her around to work events knowing that you cheated on her with someone who might be there, you're a shit, you're a bad person. You're a shit yeah. person. Well, I think either he wants to get caught or they really do have an open arrangement which is probably not likely. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I think open relationships are becoming more and more common these days. Although I do, I think the, the open relationship excuse is nonsense. Right. I think when, when there's a real open relationship, I feel like that's not a, a throwaway admission. Right. That's something where someone says, you know, my girlfriend and I, and this is what we've decided. And, you know, we can't do this or we can't go back to our place. And I just feel like they, they don't just say, yeah, my girlfriend, we have an open relationship. Yeah. It's not something that's used to, to excuse another behavior. <laughs> Generally. Right. I think right. if anything, people in open relationships probably have a hard time finding um, third parties who are comfortable being the third wheel. Right. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't think, think i don't think so i think there are plenty of people out there who are like you know what i'm not looking for a relationship right now and as long as your your partner is cool with this and everything's out in the open and everything's on the table i'm fine with it i just don't want to be blindsided with you know a, a yeah. phone call or you know someone showing yeah. up at the gym while i'm working out. yeah well i don't know maybe maybe it is easy to find those people i don't know i'm not in an open relationship so <laughs> i don't know yeah I just, I think the, the advice here is, uh, like you said, when she says, I would never consider him romantically. I'd love to keep seeing him for sex, but I'd feel bad. Here's what I would say. Uh, there are so many men in their 30s who want to bang a 50-year-old. Find one that you don't work yeah. with. Frankly, I'm way more concerned about the coworker situation. 
than I am about the girlfriend. Yeah. Don't do this at work. Because you know, if he's if he's cheating on his girlfriend and he's taking her around at these parties, he's telling people what's going on. Uh, yeah, well, considering the fact that I think he wants to get caught anyway, right? And not only that, but I, I think he wants to get caught. And I think that's part of the appeal of of her specifically, of the letter writer. Like, if he was just trying to sleep with a coworker, he probably would do it with someone closer to his own age. He's trying mm-hmm. to be outrageous about it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, screwing on a desk. Boy, oh boy. I miss those days. <laughs> you, have a, you have a desk, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking. Well, about maybe you office. could uh, you could you could rent one of those spaces um, in uh, WeWork. What is it? WeWork. WeWork. Everybody yeah, works. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody works. Yeah. So, Lena, Lena. Um, I would say really ask yourself if this is somebody you want to have sex with, you know, do you really want to jeopardize your career? Do you really want to reward someone who's so clearly an asshole? I I wouldn't. Yeah. That would be uh, that. I I don't. uh, and, And you know what? Again, I wouldn't now at this stage in my life, I've done it. But I don't buy the whole, oh, I'm really concerned for the girlfriend. I don't need- you're not. You're not, you're not concerned <laughs> no. for her. You knew she existed long before you fucked him. So don't even try that. Don't even, don't play that with me. <laughs> don't, don't even go there no. with me because I don't buy it. You, um, you, I think, I think what she really wants to know is, do you really, like, do you think he and the girlfriend are happy? That's what I think. I think it doesn't matter. Is there even if they're not, it's me. not like these two are going to end up together. Right. But I, that doesn't mean she doesn't want them. Yeah. To. That doesn't mean she doesn't well, want them to date. Sure. <sighs> people, 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 people. <laughs> uh, I will post this on the site. Okay. Womenologypod.com. <laughs> but this has just been a very, this has been a draining week, people. It's just a, a woof. A lot going on. Uh, womenologypod.com. Join the mailing list. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, womenologypod. Leave a rating on iTunes. Give us five stars. Join us on Patreon. Sarah, yeah. what do you got for me? This was a good one. I'm glad we could do this. <laughs> and, and I'm glad, I'm glad we did this in, in we, you know, an, an hour and three minutes. Cause I was worried and like, Oh, this is going to be a 90 minute one. Cause no one's going to want to listen to this, <laughs> but we did it. Nailed we it. did it. Nailed it. <laughs> yes, we did. Okay. People. We'll talk to you soon. Once I've recharged. <laughs> goodbye. Bye. Sarah. Goodbye. <laughs>